Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Weltschmerz. Uh, Weltschmerz, mental depression or apathy caused by comparison of the actual state of the world with an ideal state. Uh, it mentions the word again here, Weltschmerz, a mood of sentimental sadness. And I can only mm-hmm. imagine this has some sort of German or Danish origin. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, look Welt, into it. Welt is a German. Yeah. In, is German for world. So it's kind of like world sadness is what mm. it translates to. World sadness or world like badness kind of stuff. Yeah, this is a tough one. I, I mean, well, like, it's just, it's not a fun one. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible word. And of course, the Germans have a word for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's so bad that we don't even we ignore it here. I guess yeah, it's, it's a specific type of depression. So I, I read about a specific type of depression today, and mm-hmm. it was like it was talking about. I guess there's a tsunami going on right now, or just just happened. Yeah, in Indonesia, right? And they said that like entire islands. And I don't know if this person was referring to this exact one or just in, in result of this talking about it, like an entire island just underwater. And they mm-hmm. said, like, imagine that your entire home is gone and how surreal it is to go back and see that. But how much more surreal it is if you have to get in scuba gear to see it. <laughs> like, you have to go dive to, to, to revisit where you used to live. And yeah. I was like, that is just, that's just so wild. Like, I can't even imagine. It's it, literally uninhabitable anymore. Exactly. So um, I was thinking about that from a perspective of, like, here's your childhood home. Because to me, nothing is more sentimental than, like, your, your childhood, mm-hmm. your childhood in general. But yeah. your childhood home. And the thing that makes it sentimental is time. And it's really hard to get that into a game where you have something that you build up and you're excited about it and attached to it. And in gaming, the only attachment is usually score. That's what makes it. That's what makes you attached to it, because you're going to win, or or mm. or it's helping you win better, or something like that. And right. th- and then you lose that, but then to see it change over the course of a game. And I thought of a couple ways to do that. Um, you know, obviously, like campaign games and things like that will will you can form an attachment in something like that because most games by nature are like one and done, and then you reset and start over. But mm-hmm. trying to not just make a campaign where you're going to go back and see how bad things get and you know it's just going to get bad and <laughs> you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of a game where in the first half of the game you're working on building a hand and you're trying to make like a really good hand that's that's great for whatever reason. Uh, obviously some sort of sets in there and maybe something that's tied to you. And I think that's where the attachment might be is if things are tied to you as a special player or a character or something. And those... So what if you're building like a literal hand, like Luke Skywalker? <laughs> it is literally tied to you. It is attached to you. Mm-hmm. So that I could be sentimental about losing my hand for sure. There you go. But you're building Luke was. <laughs> he screamed really loud. Yeah. Um you you build this hand over the game and then there's a draft in the second half of the game. And the draft uh, is not about um, like taking things. It's about changing what's going around. And eventually, 
the whole thing is going to go back to me. So what happens is like, and I don't know if there's any games that draft like this. I have my hand of cards. It goes to one person. They can manipulate that hand. Then they're going to pass it to the next. They can manipulate it. They can pass it to the next, manipulate it, and then it comes back to me. Then we do the same thing with the second person's hand. And they mm. all go around. Um, and you're working to try to get it either back to what you had, and maybe it's like it's recorded and you're coming back to what you're trying to get it best back to what you originally had. Uh, or you're trying to like take that and, and improve it or something along those lines. But I just thought about that different mm. kind of draft where your only goal is to impact what's going to end at this other person. Hmm. Interesting. That's tough. It is, and it's tough to care about it. But I, yeah. I, I mean, that <laughs> that building, recording of it, and then seeing if you get it back is fine, and, and there's not a lot of sentimentality in as much as... Uh, as much as um, you know, just score. You just want to score, right? I thought of one other way to get that sentimentality in, and it was like just a regular game. Is that I can give you something at any time, and when I give you mm-hmm. something, it helps me and you because it forms a bond between us. But okay. you can choose any time to get rid of it. So I gave you like a gold ring. We share that this ring, we're getting some bonus out of it throughout the whole game. But anytime you can decide I'm done with that ring, it's going to break my heart. Break, it's going to ruin my, you know, my sentimentality. And it's going to ruin your own as well, but it's your choice to ruin it. Hmm. So I thought about that as just a way, like, as an action in a game. Give something to something, someone, you both get it until that other person breaks it. Hmm. All right. Well, I went with the first definition, which was comparing an ideal world to the real world and finding depression in the differences. And so I was trying to think of specific mechanisms um, uh, that could change something depending on the way that you look at it. And so I was was thinking... uh, I remember growing up seeing a bunch of commercials for this board game that you would play in the dark and it had a blue and a red light. And whenever it would have day and night cycles because you're fighting vampires. Of course. And at night you would change it to this red light and it would change what you could see on the board, which is super cool. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea. Completely impractical. Um, It's not something that I don't think... A lot of people would get into. It requires batteries. It requires <laughs> the perfect spot to lay it out. Um, were the colors like were things just reddish and not seen in blue? I so yeah. I think it was basically like those uh, like decryptor. Oh uh, yeah, got it. Okay. Um, but and so that one isn't, I guess, commercially viable right now, ish. Um, though. Other ones I was thinking of, have you seen those, like, almost children's pop-up books where you have a picture, and it's divided by lines, and you can move a lined object through it, and it looks like the object is moving. And so I imagine just a board full of Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, so I imagine a board full of these spaces that you can kind of shift and change where it is still literally the same spot but it looks different um because you're there or something like that um i think that would be cool 
yeah. I think that'd be that'd be nice. But I mean, obviously, you could just put a card on top of it, and <laughs> voila, it's changed. Um, I, so. I don't think you could do that, though. I don't think <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the thing I had was uh, literally a person. Uh, imagine like a miniatures game where your pawn is in the middle of a city, these skyscrapers uh, rising up, and you do the kind of C rules, like in a HeroScape, where each figure has an eye, and you can attack whatever you can see. Yep. But these buildings have almost billboards on them, and they are actions that you can take. And you can only take actions that you can see. Interesting. And so you're literally just having your board, your piece walk around the board, and then looking at buildings, depending on what side you're on or how far away you are, they can do different things. So my take on that is always just like, how do you take it to the next level is where my player position is as well matters. So mm. like, if I don't see what's on the back side of that, my character doesn't see it either. Yeah. <laughs> like I there, love that. Yeah. So that's, that's the way to do it. And obviously an economic miniatures game is definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> something that's going to be, a smash hit. Hey, you make it sad and dark, and you could probably get like four hundred bucks a copy, like Kingdom, uh, what is yeah, it? Kingdom Death, Monster. Just call and, it Welch, uh, like Welchmirts. Yeah, and uh, Anachrony, where it's just like these giant over sculpted pieces. Oh. So you might as well like use them as miniatures. Yeah, really. So, yeah, that's the idea I had. Cool. All right. Well, I don't feel as bad as I did when we started. No, I am <laughs> looking forward to the ideal world we're building, one board game at a time. <laughs> and board games come from Germany, and Germany has Weltschmerz, so something is, something is something is a miss. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll do this again. Talk to you later. See ya.